Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the internet. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live down the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's show, we will discuss the question, Why did God create beings who have a free will? We will be studying what the Bible teaches more about our subject after we've had some music. Did God create beings who have a free will? We will discuss this question tonight with answers from the Bible. Have a pen and paper ready to write down some notes. 
Tonight, we will be discussing these questions together. What are the different orders of being that God has made? Why does God say, or what does God say, sorry, is free will? Why did God give man free will? Why does Satan seek to take, to take away man's free will? How do we preserve our God-given freedom? Before we discuss this subject this evening, let us have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for voicing the wilderness internet radio, streaming live down the internet from London. Lord, as we study your word this evening, we ask for your Holy Spirit to be with us and to bless us and teach us is our prayer. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, what are the different orders of being that God has made? We read in the book of Psalms, chapter 8, verses 4 to 5. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honour. God has made man a little lower than the angels. Thus the angels are a higher order of being than man. We read in the book of Genesis chapter 1 verses 27 to 28. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. We read in the book of Psalms, chapter 8, verses 6 to 8, Thou hast made him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas. God made man to have dominion over every living thing that moves upon the earth. The other creatures that God made upon this earth, on the land, in the air, and in the sea, they are lower orders of being than man. We read in the book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 16, for by him, Christ, were all things created, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. The Bible reveals God created things in heaven and in earth, visible and invisible, thrones dominions, principalities and powers. We cannot say anything more than that which God has revealed in his word. He has made it known that he has created ranks and orders of intelligences, visible and invisible. This knowledge alone should humble us and make us realize that this world is but a speck of dust in the infinite realms of God's universe. Now what does God say is free will? We read in the book of Genesis chapter 2 verses 16 to 17 And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. In the book of Genesis we see what having a free will is. It is to choose to obey, or not, what God has said. It is the individual having the ability to decide for himself what to do. We read in the book of Job chapter 34 verse 4. Let us choose to judgment. Let us choose to us judgment, sorry. Let us know among ourselves what is good. 
Here God lets us know another aspect of what it is to have a free will. Having a free will is to be able to choose and to decide or to make a judgment for oneself about what is good. We read in the book of Joshua chapter 24 verse 15 And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We read in the book of Isaiah chapter 7 verse 16, For before the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land that thou abhorrest shall be. Israel were free to decide for themselves whether it was evil to serve the Lord or if they were to serve the gods of the Amorites, demons. To have a free will is not only to decide for oneself what is good and what is evil, but it is also to decide for yourself who you want to serve. To have a free will is to choose and refuse. It is to have the freedom to say either yes or no to anything in the life that God has given to you. We read in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30 verses 19 to 20. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and that thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life, and the length of thy days, that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. To have a free will, listeners, is to choose for oneself whether you want life or death, blessing or cursing. Note that even though God has given us a free will, note that whenever we use this power of choice, God wants us to use this gift intelligently, based upon the knowledge of his word. Now why did God give man free will? We read in the book of John chapter 14 verses 15 to 16. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Man is given a free will to choose to decide if he wants to love God and to keep his commandments. This was why Adam was tested with the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He was given the choice to decide who he loved and wanted to serve. And listeners, it is because of the mercy and love of God that Adam did not die immediately when he chose to listen to Eve and sinned and disobeyed God. As we studied last week, and as we will study in a future radio broadcast, God winning, it is only because of God's grace that Adam lived after failing his test of allegiance. We read in the book of Acts chapter 17 verses 26 to 28, And have made of one blood all nations of men to dwell on all the face of the earth, and have determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation, that they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after him and find him though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Every human being who lives upon this earth is given a free will to choose to decide whether they want to feel after and find after God. Thus, listeners, we see that God has given man a free will so that he can choose for himself whether he wants to discover the reason for his existence. Is this not a wonderful thing, listeners? That the thing formed, man, is given the chance to find out why he has been made for himself 
and who made him? We read in the book of 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 21, And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt you between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. We read in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Here we see that God has given man a free will to choose everlasting life through Jesus Christ and not perish. We also see that man has a tendency in his sinful state to halt between two opinions and to be decisive and to be indecisive, sorry, about his choices. After this break we will carry on with our study.
As we carry on with our study this evening, we shall now look at why does Satan seek to take away man's free will. We read in the book of John, chapter 8, verse 44, what Jesus had to say to the unbelieving Jews. He said to them, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. God wants us to understand that Satan is a murderer and a liar. Everything that he says and does is because he wants to deceive us and destroy us. We read in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 34, verse 4, The diseased have you not strengthened, neither have you healed that which was sick, neither have you bound up that which was broken, neither have you brought again that which was driven away, neither have you sought that which was lost, but with force and with cruelty have you ruled them. Listeners, here we see outlined satanic government, the spirit of the devil and his evil purpose towards mankind. Rather than allowing men to love and to serve God and to have their own free will to serve God and each other freely, Satan seeks to take away all of a man's rights and to rule over men with force and cruelty. Satan has no respect for an individual's rights or freedom of conscience. He is the original bully. For only bullies seek to take things from others by force, without respectfully asking. We read in the book of Revelation chapter 13, verses 11, 12 and 15. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak, and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And so why does Satan seek to take away man's free will? The Lord has just shown us through the scriptures. It is because Satan wants us to worship him by force. Contrast his system of government with the government of the Lord God of heaven. God does not accept forced allegiance. He accepts service and worship given freely, given out of love towards him and out of appreciation of who he is. His seventh-day Sabbath is the sign of his creative power and of his tender love towards his creatures. As we studied in previous radio shows, Satan has satanic governments on this earth, symbolized in the Bible as beasts. The three angels' messages warn us that through the Roman papacy in the future, Satan is going to seek to force the whole world to worship him on Sunday. Enforced Sunday worship, through the influence of the papacy, will be Satan's mark of authority upon all human beings. It will be the mark of the beast. And so how do we preserve our God-given freedom? We read in the book of Luke chapter 4 verses 18 to 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he have anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He have sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The first thing that we need to understand, listeners, is that Christ came to deliver us from the bondage of sin. He needed to do this as sin takes away our power to freely choose good. We read in the book of Romans chapter 7 verses 18 to 20 and verse 24. For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. 
For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of this death? Here the Apostle Paul has explained to us in the scriptures our natural helpless condition without Christ and God. Because of the nature of sin in our bodies, we can will to do good and try to find the power within ourselves to do good, but we will find that we will choose to do the evil things that we did not want to do in the first place. We read in the book of Romans chapter 8 verses 1 to 4, Ziph is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. The Apostle explained that when we are in Christ, and when we walk not after the flesh, which means to walk after our own sinful desires and ways, but when we walk after the Spirit, which is to allow Christ to live in us, and guide us through his Spirit, through his word, then we will have self-control again and the freedom to rightly choose. Thus, listeners, we preserve our God-given freedom by allowing ourselves to be led and guided by the God of freedom. This is not a contradiction, but a reality. We read in the book of James chapter 1, verse 25, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. God's law, his Ten Commandments, is called the perfect law of liberty, because when it is kept by created beings, then the freedom of the universe is guaranteed. Satan has instigated a rebellion on this earth against God's law, because he desires to take away men's free will and their liberty. He is out to enslave and to destroy human beings. But God has and will have a people on this earth who, by his grace, his sovereign power of love ruling in their hearts, they will maintain civil and religious liberty. As time goes by, they will pass many trials and will be faithful to God, even if they are threatened with prison and death. They are his true saints. They serve Christ and God intelligently and have experienced for themselves his love and saving power. They know the freedom and happiness that he gives when one chooses to serve him and his government. They are obedient to all God's commandments. Listeners, are you among these people? We read in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17, Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We preserve our God-given freedom by allowing the Lord to rule in our hearts through His Spirit. And so any individual or nation that does not preserve liberty is destitute of God's Spirit. This is a warning especially for those who profess to be Christians, as anyone who seeks to force others against their will or to enslave or impress others, giving them no choice, is an agent of Satan and is not representative of heaven. Christ ruling in the heart and in the land through his law and his love and power is the guarantee of our freedom. As we draw near the end of time, this battle to preserve freedom of will and conscience will become fiercer and will embrace the whole world. Listeners, as we come near to the end of our study this evening, let us listen to what the late Pastor Reginald Wright shared with us about the present and coming struggle to preserve our God-given freedom. 
Here he explains how the powers of darkness are increasing in the world, seeking to take over world government. This is a book called The European Union, The Revived Roman Empire. It's by a man called Alan Franklin. The other man, Larry Spargermino, was actually interviewing Alan Franklin. And there we see um, the Tower of Babel by Bruegel and the European Parliament in Strasbourg. We've looked at both of these already. Now there's some interesting statements in this book. Listen to what it says here on page 11 and 12. The European Commission say that the 21st century will be the European century as the EU pushes its borders deep into Eurasia, North Africa, the Middle East, etc. So they're saying that this is not going to be an American century, it's going to be a European century. Now when you read Revelation 13 carefully, what happens, look at verse 12 of Revelation 13. Let's look at verse 12 of Revelation 13. Very important. The Bible says in verse 12, verse 11 and 12, because verse 11 brings the United States into prophecy. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Now, the United States exercises the power of the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. That term was healed is past tense, meaning that the wound has to be healed first before the United States makes an image. You can't just have an image without having the reality. So the reality is that the European Union now is growing large as a system and moving into power. Now, we said that its borders are going to increase. This is a document put out by the Club of Rome. It's another organization with Vatican ties. It's called the Regionalized and Adaptive Model of the Global System, or the Strategy for the Survival Project. It was confidential, written in 1973. Now, in this project, what they've done is they split the world up into 10 zones, and they call them 10 kings. Now, remember what Revelation 17, verse 12 says? about the, a power that's going to come in the last days, it says, and the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings which have received no kingdom as yet, but received power as kings one hour of the beast. Now, what's significant is that they have received no kingdom as yet. It's not the same power as Revelation 13, because once the beast is healed, then its territory enlarges. Now, the Club of Rome has 10 zones that the world is split up into, and they call these 10 zones, 10 kingdoms. Now, when I looked at the spirit of prophecy, what does the spirit of prophecy says about this text that we just quoted? This is Ellen White's comments in the Seventh-day Adventist Bible commentary on Revelation chapter 17, verse 12, 13, and 14. Listen to what she says. These have one mind. There will be a universal bond of union. What does the word universal mean? What do you say? Okay. What does the word Catholic mean? Okay. What's another way of saying universal? Worldwide. So universal is to take in the whole thing. So she says there will be a universal bond of union, a confederacy of Satan's forces. So when we go back and look at the map that the Club of Rome has made into ten zones, they have received no kingdoms yet. The servant of the Lord says there will be a universal bond of union, one great harmony. You know, and I've studied out that they're even now looking to choose the ten governors for the ten different zones of this world government strategy here. Bible prophecy is being fulfilled, brothers and sisters, at an alarming and powerful rate. We're living in the last segments of human history, and Jesus Christ is soon to come. Whether we're ready or not, Jesus Christ is coming. Now, listen to this. It's taken from an exhibition. 
taken from this um, uh, that the European Union had. Listen to this, very, very important. The exhibition called The Roman Empire Returns says the EU will be renamed the Union after it reaches 50 nations. So after it's reached 50 nations, the terminology European will be dropped and it will just be called the Union. Okay? It will be called the Union. So when we go back and see what the Sermon of the Lord says, it's, he says, there will, these have one mind, there will be a universal bond of union. So the world map is going to be called the Union. Now look at this. Turn with me to Revelation 16. Revelation 16. I'll show you something in Revelation 16. And I'll make you realize that the headquarters of the New World Order is not going to be the United States, but it's going to be Rome. Okay? We can see this by looking at Revelation chapter 16. Look at verse... Um, let's look at this. Um... Yes, that's right. That's right. It says, And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness. Now, the seat of the beast is where? Where was the seat? In Rome. Now, it says his kingdom was full of darkness. Do you know, just before Jesus Christ comes, as they're about to persecute God's people, darkness fills the whole world. Some of the Lord says that in great controversy. I'll get you the quote here. So that tells us that if his kingdom is full of darkness and the whole world is full of darkness just before Jesus comes, that means that the kingdom is the whole world. Now the whole world is the bond of union. So the beast has its seat in Rome, but his kingdom is the whole world. So therefore, listen... The European Union is going to grow and grow and grow and grow until it stops using the word European and it becomes the Union, until it becomes a world government under the papal control. Do you believe me? That's what the Bible says. Let me read this quotation for you in um, Great Controversy. It's in the chapter God's People Delivered. I like to prove all things, and it's good that we should prove all things. Listen to this. This is talking about the time when God's people are about to be destroyed. Great Controversy, page 635-636. It says, With shouts of triumph, jeering, and imprecation, throngs of evil men are about to rush upon their prey, when, lo, a dense blackness Deeper than the darkness of the night falls upon the earth. The rain, then a rainbow shining with the glory from the throne of God spans the heavens and seems to encircle each praying company. So therefore we're told that this dense darkness, deeper than the darkness of night, falls upon the whole earth. Upon the whole earth. So that tells us that in Revelation 16.10, when darkness falls upon the seat of the beast, let's look at that again, Revelation 16.10, last time. Last time it says, And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness. So therefore, the union is going to be a global union embracing the whole world. And it says anyway, the Bible says, that these shall give their power and strength unto the beast. There's going to come a time where all the world pays its allegiance, gives its power and strength unto the beast. That beast is talking about the Roman power. When I looked at the nations in this document, the first zone, group one is North America, group two, Western Europe, group three, Japan. It says group four, the rest of the developed market economies. We see Australia, New Zealand, Oceania, Tasmania, Israel, South Africa. That's your group that you're going to be in if you still hold and live into this, in this country here. And it goes on. Group six, Latin America. Group seven, North Africa and the Middle East. Group eight, main Africa. 
Group 9, South and Southeast Asia, and Group 10, Centrally Planned Asia. So therefore, all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. We're going to face a struggle for survival, and it's only if we have the most holy place experience to actually understand what God's mercy and justice are all about and to understand the forgiving nature of God, the merciful nature of God, the grace of God, but the justice of God as well. To apply these to our lives is the only how that we're going to be able to be ready as we go through the sanctuary message and we, we receive the power that comes from dwelling in Christ. And it's only then can we be ready to stand against the Pope's new world order and say when Christ comes, lo, this is my God. We have waited for him and he will save us. Listeners, after listening to what the late pastor Reginald Wright had to share with us, we'll have a short break and we'll come back with some final thoughts. Flowers in the field burst forth in blooming, and the wind seems to whisper, He's alive. Even the trees lift their branches. High to the heavens above In perfect harmony For the creator of the world But there's just something about my praise That he loves there Something about the way we speak his name, Jesus. All the hosannas and hallelujahs are sung to him by the angels above. But there's something about our praise. Something about our praise The Lord has been so real to me He's given me a special kind of love I have more to thank my Father for than all the angels in heaven above. Oh, I've been for cleansing in that crimson stream of love. I guess that makes my praise a little something special to the Father above. I'm so glad I'm his child There's something about my praise That he loves There's just something about The way you speak his name Jesus All the hosannas and hallelujahs are sung to him by the angels above. But there's something about my praise, something about our praise. There's just something. 
nothing about my pains. He loves. Ooh, he loves. Why did God create beings who have a free will? Listeners, in the name of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, I'm appealing to you all. Give your hearts to Jesus. We are all sinners in need of God's saving grace. This matter of free will is far more deeper and far more serious than we realize. There are too many bullies living upon this earth. Even so, God is the judge of our motives. Any form of manipulation against another person for your own selfish desires is destroying their right to exercise their own free will. Through theft, the owner has no free will. Through domestic abuse, the spouse has no free will. Through rape, the victim has no free will. Through slavery, the captured has no free will. Through abortion, the child has no free will. Through murder, the slain has no free will. And the list goes on. The more that sin has been allowed to run its course on this earth, the more that we see the cause of its evils. It is selfishness, the lack of respect for another person's free will. Listeners, true love cannot be forced. It is only by true love that true love is awakened. We can only receive true love through Jesus Christ. It is his eternal power and Godhead. May God help us to be cleansed from all sin and all evil. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio, streaming live on the Internet from London. We thank you for your word, Lord, which teaches us about the true meaning of life and why you've given us a free will so that we can freely choose what is good, what is evil, so that we can freely love and so that we can freely find happiness and the true meaning of life for ourselves. I pray this evening for all those who may be suffering in a situation where they have no free will, where they're being bullied, abused, dehumanized by a devil. I pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that you may give them freedom and victory and power to resist the enemy and to conquer over all who seek to destroy them. This world is becoming more and more evil as the governments of the earth become more darker. As men and women reject you, Lord, and as they follow the rebel leader, and as they seek to oppress and to destroy the populace rather than to serve and to save them. Oh Lord, help us to see clearly what's happening on this earth and the reasons why. This is the reason why this radio station was set up, Lord, so that we can help the people to understand the great controversy that's been going on for now almost 6,000 years between Christ and Satan, between the God of love and the God of force and hatred. 
Lord, we have the free will still to choose who we want to serve. I pray that we would choose you, Jesus Christ, the Lord, our Creator, and the God of heaven. So, Lord, I pray and ask for all these things, somebody, praying, Lord, that individuals will take time to think about their life and to choose the right leader. These things I pray and ask in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Listeners, thank you for listening to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. If you have any questions or if you would like more information, please send an email to inquiries at wildernesspublications.org. You can send a text message to 07944-062-786. If you live in the United Kingdom, please contact us with your name and address, and we will send you a booklet called God With Us. If you have the Android app for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, go to the ebook section, then find the title Bible Readings for the Home. At chapter 97, you will find the subject, The Author of Liberty. This chapter will give you more information about today's topic. You can also listen to and download our radio show podcasts at https colon forward slash forward slash voice dash in that's in dash z that's t-h-e dash wilderness dot podcast page dot io forward slash on next week's show we will discuss the question what is god's grace and why do we need it well that's it for tonight's show until next week good night and god bless Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the internet. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.